Hey, Pastor Sean here. Thank you so much for checking out our sermons online. I want to let you know whether this is your first time watching one of our sermons or you're just reviewing a sermon that you've heard here on the campus. I will welcome you, but I do want to let you know we have a core value at Coastal Community Church, and that core value is that you find a local church to be a part of. And so uh, if this, hopefully this sermon series or this sermon is supplementing your spiritual growth, but I want to encourage you to find a, a local church. If you live in the Yorktown, Virginia area, we would love for you to visit us. We have three services, uh, 8 o'clock, 9, 30, and 11, and we meet at 101 Village Avenue. Thank you so much for checking out this sermon online. I hope it encourages your walk and your journey with Jesus Christ. Well, listen, Happy New Year to you, and uh, it's great to have you. I'm not going to speak long today. We're going to keep the service short. I'm so grateful uh, that you chose on your New Year's Eve to, to worship corporately uh, with your church family. We're finishing up a series here this morning called Prince of Peace, or He Shall Be Called. We're going to look at the word Prince of Peace. So let me, let me ask you another question. If 2018 was a year of peace for you, what exactly would that look like? What area in your life right now, when I say, is there an area of restlessness in your life, would you, would you be able to point to, yes, this is an area of restlessness? And so in 2018, if God was to grant you peace in that area, what would it be? Would it, would it be relational? Is there a relationship that needs to be mended where you need to ask forgiveness or you need some forgiveness possibly even granted? Would it, would it be financial? Is, is the margin between you and all the bills that need to be paid by the end of the month incredibly thin and, and therefore some peace would be financial? Maybe for you it's external. Maybe, maybe the world events, the things going on in the world uh, uh, create a bit of discontent in your heart. And so, man, just a measure of of peace in the world. And so we're finishing our Christmas series. I know it's a little anticlimactic today, but we're, we're looking at Isaiah chapter nine, where Isaiah said to the people of Israel, this is what the, the Messiah will look like. This is what his rule and his reign will encompass. And in Isaiah chapter nine, verse six, it's usually found on Christmas cards, right? And, and Isaiah says, this is what the Messiah, he shall be called. And then his rule looks like this. So check this out, Isaiah nine, six. For unto us is born, a son is given to us, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and he shall be called, and we've unpacked these four things. He shall be called Wonderful Counselor. He shall be called Mighty God. He shall be called Everlasting Father. And finally this morning, he shall be called Prince of Peace. Think about this for a minute, okay? Old Testament and New Testament saints believe the same thing. Old Testament people were to look forward. Isaiah's challenging the people of Israel, you look forward to the coming Messiah. New Testament people look backwards to the Messiah, but we both hope in the same thing. So I want you to think about this. Jesus' name is the Prince of Peace. He is the one in charge of peace. He's the Prince of Peace. Now the word peace comes from a Hebrew word which means Shiloh or some of you will know this word Shalom, probably one of my favorite words in the Old Testament. It's a unique word in so many ways. We, we actually don't even have a, an English word that fully grasps the meaning of the word Shalom. But the word Shalom has with it the idea of completeness, of safety, of welfare. The word Shalom was often used in Old Testament times to talk about your health, 
your soundness of mind, even your financial prosperity. Shalom is an all-encompassing life word that brings wholeness to every part of our lives, hence the word peace. And this peace, this Shiloh, this shalom is found, Isaiah says, in the coming Messiah. Of course, now we look back and we know that peace is found in Christ. So therefore, Jesus is the ruler of this peace, of this wholeness to life. He's the ruler, he's the administer, and he's the hope of peace. I want to encourage you, man, if there's an area of restlessness in your life, your hope is in Christ. Peace is not found in others. Peace is not found in the perfect church. Peace is not going to be found in 2018 when your spouse finally makes all those needed changes. Peace is not going to be found in your children. Peace is not going to be found in your bank account. Peace is not going to be found in your stuff. Peace is not even going to be found in the promise of health. Peace is found in knowing and trusting, according to Isaiah, the Prince of Peace, who is Jesus Christ. And so what now? Let's take a moment and let's talk about what what does this rule of peace look like? Practically speaking, if Jesus is the Prince of Peace, he's in charge of peace, what does it look like? Well, Jesus is rule of peace. First of all, he's the author of peace with God. I've been hammering on this the last couple weeks, even Christmas Eve. You know, I, I think we're, we're not conscientious enough of the wages of our sin. We, we need, to, as, as people, we need to reflect on our rebellion against our Creator. Now, that can be terribly depressing, maybe, but it's only depressing if there's no hope. You see, our problem is... You know what my problem, apart from Christ, is that we're actually, the Bible says, we're actually at war with God, left to our own. Colossians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul says it this way. He says, and you who were once, who once were alienated and hostile in what? What's it say? Hostile in mind, okay? Mind leads to actions, Right? What you think, and this is why the Bible puts such heavy emphasis on our thinking, what we think about in our minds, minds lead to actions. You were once hostile in your mind, which leads to doing evil deeds. So we are at war with God, and he is, but Christ now has reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Your only hope to be in right standing with God and no longer be at war with God is to repent of your sin and believe in the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. He's made peace for us with our Creator. Paul says it this way in Romans 5, verse 1. Therefore, since we have been justified by doing good works. Is that what it says? No, our right standing before God has to do with our faith in the Prince of Peace, that Jesus is who he said he is. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ has purchased our peace with God by obedience to the will of the Father. Since he's the Prince of Peace, and since he has purchased peace for us, he commands us to live at peace with one another. 
He commands peace. And so we've, as believers, we've been brought, bought with a price, and therefore we live at peace with one another. Paul says this in Romans chapter 12. Listen to this. Could you imagine how this one teaching of Scripture would change the world, which is an overflow of worship to Christ, the Prince of Peace? Romans 12, 14. Bless those who, what, church? Persecute you. Listen, by the way, if you were, if you were a missionary in a Muslim country right now, this teaching of Christ is incredibly radical to most Muslims. This is, this is the opposite of what Islam teaches. And, it's, 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 and, so, and so when Christ ministered, he ministered in this kind of Middle Eastern mindset and culture. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice. Listen, if you're struggling financially and your neighbor gets a raise and they're t- telling you, hey, you're not gonna believe this, things are going great at work and I just got a raise, like that can be difficult, right? Rejoice with those. Some of you, your neighbor got the Christmas gift you wanted, right? Man, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the, lo- lo- with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends on you, live how, church? Peaceably, right? Live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. What's Paul Paul teaching us there? Justice is up to the Lord. We leave that to the Prince of Peace to take care of justice as he sees fit. Paul says in Romans 4.32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. How would that shape your marriage in 2018? How would that shape your relationship with your coworker in 2018? How would that shape your relationship with your boss in 2018? We're commanded because Jesus is the Prince of Peace to live in peace. Finally, under Christ's rule of peace, Jesus leads us to peace. Jesus leads us to peace. And if there's unrest or there's unsettled in your soul, there, there, I can all, I, oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes, there's an area in your life where you're not trusting in the word of God. When we talked about Wonderful Counselor, I built the case that you can't just know Christ the person and not know Christ and his word. The two are so closely connected, they're inseparable. And so the word of God Our rest is in the promises of the word of God. Let me encourage you, by the way, start the new year. Maybe maybe this new year you you say, you know what, I'm gonna dedicate myself to 10 to 15 minutes a day of reading the Bible. Did you know in 10 to 15 minutes a day you can read through the whole Bible in a year? If you've never done that, let me encourage you because the word of God, knowing the word of God leads us to rest. Matthew 11, Jesus says, come to me, all who are labor and are heavy laden, and what does Jesus promise? I will give you what? Rest. Some of you are lacking rest because there's an area in your life that you just keep hoarding to yourself. Christ says, man, give me that area. See what I can do. Psalm 23, 23rd Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. 
I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Some of you are struggling with peace because you're not on the path of righteousness. The path of righteousness brings peace. Some of you are in sin, and because you're in sin, it's creating turmoil in your life. And you need to trust the good shepherd and walk the path of righteousness. Jesus gives us peace. And he cares for us. First Peter 5, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so at the proper time he will exalt you. Cast all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you. The rule of Jesus in our heart leads us to peace. It's his sovereignty. He's, he's working things together for good. And so this rest in Christ It's complete in Christ. Now, I want to add one more verse out of Isaiah chapter 9 so you see the length of the rule of the peace that the Prince of Peace offers. So Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7, okay? For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Now, here's how long his rule will go. Verse seven, of the increase of his government and of his peace, there shall be what? What's it say, church? There'll be no end. Isn't that great news? It goes on forever and ever and ever on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it, to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. In other words, man, he's, he's so excited that his peace will go on forever and ever. So let's talk finally about eternal peace. Eternal peace. We are promised in Christ when we trust in the Messiah to have everlasting peace. Now, there's a final peace promised, okay? This is what I call the now and not yet of the kingdom. Is Christ establishing his kingdom now? Yes. Is it not yet? Yes. We're in this in-between time where his final kingdom is being established. Check out Isaiah chapter 2. The promises of, of the prophet Isaiah says this. He will judge between the nations, And shall decide disputes for many people, and they shall beat their swords in the plowshares and their spears in the pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. Listen, can you imagine a world where there are no more racial tensions? Can you imagine that? That'd be incredible. Can you imagine a, a, a world where all the resources that nations spend in the area of war are now spent on other things like healthcare and education and food for the hungry? Could you imagine all those resources going to positive things? Well, how's that going to happen? It's not gonna happen by the right person that you vote for. Church, we have to stop thinking like that. We have to, we need to, as Christians, put as many resources, time, talent, and treasure into the church because as the gospel goes forward, peace will come on earth as people celebrate the Messiah. Isn't that great news? We, we, man, every year around election season, man, I, I just, I stay off social media. It's so discouraging to me to see Christians get so spun up about the next president. Listen, whoever the president of the United States, Romans 13, has been put there by God for his purposes, period. We don't have to get all spun up about it. 
I mean, can you imagine a, a, a world where there's no political tensions? Can you imagine a world where there's no privileged tensions? Can you imagine a world where there's no t- national tensions between the Middle East and, and North Korea? This is what we look forward to with the reign of Christ. Listen, there was a little band of 11 disciples. One took his life and God added a new one in the Apostle Paul, 12 disciples and a little band of followers that within 300 years, Christianity had overthrown the Roman government, turned it upside down. And I think about that, I'm like, man, we get to be a part of bringing peace on earth and goodwill towards men as we take the gospel forward. Yes, we're in the now, this is happening now, and yes, we're in the not yet, where we look forward to the return of Christ, where our faith will become sight. But our hope is the peace of heaven, the hope of heaven. I want you to hear this, and we're gonna gonna finish up here this morning, and I'm gonna close with prayer, and we're gonna go out singing, okay? Celebrating the peace of Christ. But here it is, the hope of heaven. And we look forward to the day where our faith becomes sight and Christ returns. Revelation 21 gets us this little glimpse into the heavenly hope that we have. The apostle John writes this, he says, then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. And I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. Doesn't that sound amazing? And by the way, let me, let me pause here before I read verse four. Christmas, the holiday season can be a tough time of year for people. You know, there's some people sitting in our congregation that had tremendous loss this year. Loss of a loved one or a family member. And I mean, Christmas, Christmas is difficult. And I want to, if that's where you sat this Christmas and you endured emotionally, let me read verse four to you and set your hope in the heavenly hope. Because when Christ returns, the Prince of Peace comes. He's gonna establish a, a an everlasting kingdom with eternal peace. And verse four says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there'll be no more, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Listen, you just sang that in the song Rescue, right? This world has nothing for me. Why does it have nothing for me? Because I'm looking forward to the day that Christ returns, right? And all, every tear is wiped away, and there's perfect peace. Verse five, and he who is seated on the throne said, behold, I'm making all things new. And he says, write down for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it's done. I'm the alpha, the, the omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. To the one who conquers will have this heritage and I will be his God and he will be my son. Jesus says, John, write these things down. My words are true. You can take this to the bank. Isn't that great news? Man, I hope that's your hope, because that's my hope. I focus on the Prince of Peace. And so how do we take hold of this eternal peace? Listen, it's the simplicity of the gospel. It's the simplicity of the gospel. Repent and believe in Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you haven't done that and, and your life feels out of control and you've got all kinds of anxiety and man, I'm struggling, I'm struggling, struggling. It could be you haven't connected with your creator through the gospel of Jesus Christ. He's the Prince of Peace. One of the great lies of our culture. 
If you want peace, you have to look inside of yourself. If I watch one more movie where I'm told, man, just believe in yourself. Listen, you're gonna let yourself down sometimes, right? No, don't believe in yourself. Believe in God sending his son Jesus as the Messiah. Peace isn't gonna come looking inside of yourself. Peace isn't gonna come when your checkbook adds up. Peace isn't gonna come when the retirement count is big enough. Peace isn't gonna come when your spouse finally makes those needed changes. Peace isn't gonna come when you, when you move away from your parents. All of these things on life will leave us unsettled. Peace is gonna come when you repent of your sin and you believe in the work, person and work of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. We looked at these verses last week. Man, John 3, 16, I love this verse. Meditate on this verse. I know it's a verse that probably many of you have memorized. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And with that comes the eternal reign of peace. John 10, 10, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you may have life and have it abundantly. It's found in trusting Jesus the Prince of Peace. John chapter 11 is probably one of my favorite passages of the Bible. I wish I'd had time to teach on the whole thing this morning. I won't teach on it, but, but it's the story of Lazarus. He's friends with Jesus. He gets sick, and he's dying. And Martha and Mary, friends of Jesus, sister with Lazarus, they send word to Jesus, who's a couple towns over, and says, hey, listen, come. They know Jesus can heal. So they said, hey, your friend Lazarus is sick, really sick. You need to come right away. And the text, John chapter 11, very clear that Jesus stays in the town where he is. He doesn't hurry over to Lazarus. And he's very, very clear. He does this so that Lazarus would die. Now, if you can even imagine, like, Jesus, why, why didn't you go save his life? And so as he travels, so now he, he knows Lazarus has passed. He actually says Lazarus is now asleep. He goes and he goes to the town to visit with Martha and Mary. And he says, I did this so that God's glory would be revealed in, your, in, in this circumstance. And so he shows up and Martha greets him first. And she said, man, if you'd been here earlier, if you'd only showed up earlier. And Jesus says, listen, John chapter 11 He says, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. And then he looks at Martha, and we looked at this last week on Christmas Eve, he says, do you believe this? And she said, yes, Lord, I believe you're the Christ, the Son of God who is coming into the world. Do you believe this? Do you believe in the Prince of Peace? Because if your faith is circumstantial, then your circumstances will shake you and rattle you. But I want to encourage you this 2018 to believe in the, pin, the Prince of Peace. I want your, your rest to go beyond the circumstances in the, this life to the hope of heaven. And as believers, I want to encourage you, have your eyes fixed on eternity to the rule and the reign of Christ. Yes, it's already begun. Yes, we can rely on Christ, but yes, it's also not yet. And we look with faith to the day that our faith would be sight. So start your new year worshiping the Prince of Peace.
you're here this morning, you not yet followed Christ. Man, what a way to start 2018 as a believer. Jesus asked Martha, do you believe this? I'm asking you, man, do you believe this? Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And even though we die, yet is the hope of eternal life. Jesus Christ, the Prince of Peace. Let's close with prayer this morning. If you're here this morning, you have not yet trusted Christ as Savior. You want to you do that today, man. Don't leave here this day without knowing and trusting Christ as the Prince of Peace. I want to give you that opportunity this morning. I'm going to pray a simple prayer. It's just an opportunity to do business with God. Heavenly Father, this morning I acknowledge that my life is filled with anxiety and fear and frustration. And as Pastor Sean was speaking this morning, I realized, you know what, I've been hoping and longing in things that won't last. So this morning, as best I know how, Lord, I, I turn from doing things my way and I trust in Christ, the Prince of Peace. And as believers, God, I pray that we would know and believe and trust more and more in Christ, the author and the finisher of peace. I pray that we would be a pe- people that know the shalom, the wholeness of peace in Christ. Thank you for the hope of peace in Christ alone. And it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen.